I had to shake him on my last case, big O don't play. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Muskie Hunts podcast. I'm one of your three hosts this evening. We may or may not have a fourth. Uh, one of three hosts this evening, Ryan Reed. We also have on the call tonight two other hunks, and we've got two very special guests. So we are super pumped to have a discussion about muskies tonight. Before we get into that, we have the other two hunks. We're going to start with Mr. Nick Fiesler. I had to wait for Nate to jump in. I'm like, no, it's not here. Uh, good. Glad to be here. I'm excited for our guest. Just a wonderful day. Plenty of snow. Good yeah, how much, how, much, how much snow do you guys have up north? We got like 18 inches. A lot of it melted today, but... <laughs> I I, uh, I saw so I saw pictures from from Vance and he up in Chautauqua looked like they had at least eight inches of snow. Yeah, if not more than that. So yeah, it was wacky. What was that Tuesday? No, yeah, Tuesday morning. I woke up like went to leave, and it was deep enough. It was coming over the hood of my SUV. <laughs> How, how's uh, I gotta ask you this? How's Penny and Rufus doing with the snow? Oh, they love it. They don't pretty unfazed. Yeah. Penny's like uh, into before hunting season. She's very delicate. Into hunting season, it's doesn't it's matter. Yeah. yeah, so it's full go. Right. All right. Well, it's good to see your smiling face this oh, evening. Yeah. Glad to be here. <laughs> the other hunk that we have on the line tonight, he's sporting the black and gold. He's wearing number 32. Number Who 30 is that? Number 32 in your program, number one in your heart. <laughs> Mr. Nate Buddha Juski Nate Bud. Love the show. Are you talking about this old rag? I'm talking about that old rag. It's uh Franco Harris, Nick. If you want to know. <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. Franco. R.I.P. Franco. You got a you got a partner there with you. What's his name? <laughs> For anybody that can't see, Nate's sitting next to a skeleton. <laughs> it's my soul. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's uh is this who you talk to when you're not in Iron City Ponton? Yeah. We have lots of discussions. Who you run all your lure choices by before, before Yeah, I'm like what do you think about this one? It's gonna catch lots, right? Nothing. It's- it's always always crickets but it's all right you're just over there whis- whispering sweet nothings into gary's ear that's right gary, gary gets me <laughs> all right <laughs> that's enough messing around all right we're looking forward to the two guests that we have on and, and you guys know like anybody that's listened to this podcast knows that we've really tried to focus on like the average angler perspective and i would say fishermen from all around the country that are not doing this like full-time people that are out there just having fun, you know, chasing muskies. And one of the things that kind of stood out, we had talked to uh, Ryan Elizondo and we had his buddy Nick uh, and his 
fiance Lynn on a couple weeks ago. And, you know, one of the things that kind of stood out there was the fact that Ryan and Lynn really get to fish for muskies as a couple. Right. So that's always been something that's kind of been interesting to me. Like the, 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 the couple dynamic out on the boat, you know, the long hours, everything that kind of comes with musky fishing. So that's one of the reasons why we wanted to have these guests on um, is to kind of talk through that. But also there was a couple, uh, I would say big fish caught. I know uh, at least one or two big fish caught over there. We want to talk about tonight and just kind of get a feel for how uh, you guys are are out there doing this thing, you know, fishing for muskies. So our special guests for this evening are Josh and Amanda M- Mongi, right? Did I get it? You got it. You I got almost forgot, dude. I almost, <laughs> lost, I almost lost it. I was like, Monge, no, Mongi. So, <laughs> so Josh it. and Amanda, welcome you guys to the Muskie Hunks podcast. We're super pumped to have you on tonight. Thanks for having us. We're stoked to be on. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Like we've been kind of, I know Josh, we've kind of exchanged some, some messages over the last maybe six, eight, whatever months. Um, I know you guys are out there doing this thing. So super cool to get an opportunity to talk to you and just kind of see how you guys are doing it. So you guys are from the great state of Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, eh? (laughs) (laughs) So where, where about are you guys from in, from Minnesota? We live in Renshaw, Minnesota. Nobody probably knows where that is. It's really small. There's what 400 people live here. If that, yeah. And uh, the closest big city would be uh, Duluth, right on the shore of Lake Superior. It's about 80,000 people. So that's, that's you know pr- pretty far north. Okay, yeah. So for I guess for those of us that aren't hip to, you know, cultural what is that? Not cultural resources. What was the uh, <laughs> the, the geographic? The geography class in high school. You guys are like north. Is that northwest, north central, northeast? I mean, we're oh, yeah, literally okay. right on the tip of Lake Superior, where the Arrowhead is. Okay. All right. I have to mm-hmm. better look at a map at some point. <laughs> All right. Very cool. So, how long? Let me, let me ask this. Let me start with this. And and Nate and Nick, you guys can jump in at any point here. So, how long have you guys been together? Just period. Since, well, we started dating around 2015. Was that? Okay. And then we've been married since 20. <laughs> we can't you know, get this. We always, we always forget the, the, the date. Yeah. <laughs> we got married on a snowboard trip. Like we got married at the top of Jackson Hole, Wyoming. So, like, we based it off of snowboard trips and we, like, it gets screwed up with how many years it is. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So, you guys yeah. have been together since 2015 ish. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Right, I don't know. Married awesome. four, four, yeah, four-ish, yeah. five-ish years, yep. something like that. I don't know. Right, I think it'll be five this January. Yep. Excellent choice of Jackson Hole. Oh yeah, yep. that's yeah. awesome. Right, right at the top, right yep. the tram off, and yep. Yep. That's yep. awesome. Yeah, I just tell my wife I feel like we've been married forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Close enough. What is her response to that? Is it yeah? Uh, usually an eye roll or like, uh, uh, <laughs> why, why'd you come out of the garage? <laughs> go, go, go back, back down to, there. Get back to Pantan. Yeah. All right. So you guys have been doing this. Okay. So when did, when did you guys start musky fishing then? Like Josh, have you been doing this for a long time? 
I just assume nope. like any, everybody from Minnesota musky fishes. I don't know why I assume that. No, no, not at all. Like we actually started musky fishing together and we had, you know, I, I didn't fish a ton growing up. I mean, we'd, we'd go take trips up to like the Gunfoot Trail and stuff. We'd fish a little bit, you know, my one grandpa, on my mom's side, he liked to fish a lot. I have pictures of me really little with clean fish. He'd go on Lake Superior and then a little bit of fishing on my dad's side. And I kind of got into it more just like pike and trout and bass and stuff, you know, when I was, you know, late middle school, high school years. And Amanda has fished. Well, yeah, you can just. Yeah, like I would fish with my grandpa, like they'd always have a cabin out like Western Minnesota by like Park Rapids. And like that was the best memory to me. Like growing up was just like catching fish with grandpa. It's all we would do is like troll for Northern. And he'd like wake me up at 3 a.m. Let's go. And. Like, you know, everyone else was getting like Barbies and shit for Christmas and I was getting tackle, you know, like as a, like, you know, 10 to 12 years old. So I've loved fishing ever since I've been tiny. And I don't know, he asked me, like, we just got sick of pike fishing and it's like, well, should we musky fish? And I said, yeah, all right, let's do it. <laughs> so we pike fish together for maybe what, like two years, two yeah. and a half years, something like that. Pike and trout and. And then we were just kind of like, well, you know, if we're getting skunked, you might as well just try for big fish. And, you know, I've always heard about muskies. A couple of my friends have caught some, you know, seen pictures and see the, you know, the info at the boat launches. And I'm like, they're all over the place. So let's give her a try. Mm -hmm. And that was about, about 2018, I believe. Mm -hmm. Okay. okay. Did you yeah. guys ever monkey around with the those like crazy deep water Lakers in Superior? Or like Siskoets? Um, yeah, we've trolled for them a little bit in the springtime, e even before we started musky fishing. I don't know. She's got a little, you probably can't see it. Okay. That's mine. There's, there's a little skin mount right there, one nice. she caught. And they, those were biting uh, during the um, the smelt, when the smelt run was happening. Okay. Yep. Very cool. So right up on Park Point, they come up a shell on the sand. and I felt super cool. I caught a fish out of Lake Superior. Like, yeah, that's yeah. pretty cool. <laughs> that is and then she caught a baby, baby king salmon, too. Okay. Yep. Awesome. That's mm -hmm. super cool. So 2018-ish. So what, what – <laughs> talk to me about this transition into musky fishing. Like, it was just you wanted to catch big fish. Like, that is uh, – dude, I feel like that's the spot-on progression. Like – we all start somewhere, bass fishing, walleye fishing, wherever, pike fishing, and then you get right into muskies. Like, what was the transition for you guys? Like, what, how did you even go about getting into it? Well, we first decided that we don't like, you know, activities that are easy. So we like things that are challenging, as in all of our hobbies. Um, so we booked a guide trip with Randon Olson with Lockjaw Guide Service. We figured, well, if we're going to see if we like this, we should go with someone who knows. And he was awesome. Like, he taught us so much. He put us on fish. We didn't catch anything, but we had at least seen, like, 20-plus fish. We had chances. Yeah. I mean, it was the typical, you're reeling in a bucktail. Because it, it was around opener for us, which is, you know, early June-ish. You know, you're reeling in your bucktail. Oh, there's a huge one. He's, he's, you know, and you just stop or you slow down. Like, what are you doing? Reel, 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 you know, and... We had all these chances, you know, and saw a ton of fish, but, you know, couldn't make it happen. But it was it was just us not, you know, doing the right stuff. Yeah. So we just we decided we liked it and we learned all the proper ways for handling and release tools and just everything we need. And 
we bought our boat and we started. Just went just all in and just, it's just, it's literally consumed us, you know, Yeah. like I think about it, I'm snowboarding, riding a handrail and I'm thinking about fishing. Like it's that bad, like, but it, it's not a good, it's not a bad thing overall, you know? No, no. So that was, that's kind of interesting. Cause you said about learning the release tolls and things like that, man, I'm not going to say it gets like super overlooked where we're at now, at least in the community, but I know a lot of guys here that go out musky fishing with like a pair of pliers. And these are guys like down at the Creek. And these are the same guys that, you know, you, you see like trying to stuff fish into a freaking, you know, <laughs> styrofoam cooler and stuff like that. But so what, like what, um, how did you, was that just from the guide trip? Like, is that how you guys picked up on that sort of thing? Yeah, we just like, he's, you know, he's just a real good teacher, you know, he's, you know, help helping with technique. We could run the bait casters, you know, so that wasn't a problem, but he's just, you know, telling us technique, you know, what to do, you know, when you catch one, you know, just explaining. And I, I just think I ask good questions, which is super important when you're out with a guy, cause you're, you're there to learn, you know, regardless of catching fish or not. And mm -hmm. he just really stressed, you know, having a big net, you know, having good cutters, multiples, you know, sometimes they fall in the lake and, you know, a bunch of different kind of, you know, pliers, you know, long ones. You can have the, we have the, I think, 10 or 12 inch, just the needle nose. Then we kind of have like the T handled ones. And yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, just like everything, like, you know, to like protect these fish and like, if you're going to be catching it on, you know, like the 80 degree water temperature thing and just like, you know, you're not trying to go out there and just willy-nilly catch these fish. Like, you know, <laughs> want to treat them with respect. Hold them good with two hands, you know, make sure they're upright in the water, you know, just not not have them out of the water. Don't drop them, all that kind of stuff. So. Was that how you guys kind of got put on to musky zinc too? Um, well, we had just been following it. And honestly, we were more interested in like what it's going to do for our local fishery mm. and like, you know, where your money's going for like, you know, because we're really active with the St. Louis River and things like that. And I mean, our chapter just donated a bunch of money for, you know, tags and just stocking. And um, so that's really what we joined for. Mm -hmm. And and then kind of you end up meeting people. You know, we've, we fish with a few people. Mm -hmm. You just all, invaluable knowledge. I mean, everybody's willing to share, you know, like, no, it's no secret. And yeah, and then you and I got voted on the board by. Not my choice, but I go up, you're on there. So now I'm on our chapter 33, Lake Superior. Um, so yeah, it's just been really cool. Got a lot of really cool opportunities with it. And yeah. So what I think we, I think we got Donnie as our tournament director because everyone else took a step back and he he missed the memo. So yeah, we got that's, him. Ex <laughs> that's exactly how we got Swanky. <laughs> so what what position are you like? What are you doing with the club? I'm in charge of memberships. Okay. So basically, like, if I get the email, like, hey, you need to renew, I'm probably going to send you an email, tell you to renew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I know all about that. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's what... So just managing that so, like, the president doesn't really have to deal with all that and just kind of checking where our numbers are and just trying to recruit people for the chapter and trying to always get some new blood in there. Are you in charge of giving out the release patches? No, our president does that. I don't really, okay. I don't have a terrible job. So. <laughs> See, I got, I got 
I didn't even wasn't even asked to be on the board. I just got a, a text message. It was like, hey, can you help with this? I was like, all right, you're I'll in. Do that. I'll do Vol- that. Voluntold. Yeah, voluntold. Very similar yeah. to Amanda there. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, <laughs> That's super cool, though. Like being I think I mean, that is such a huge asset to musky fishing. And like we talk about it all the time, like you know, Nick, I don't know. I, I keep, I keep forgetting how we met, but I know like the first time I met you in person was at like the lure swap or yeah. one of those events. And, you know, the same thing for Owen, like a lot of the friends and a lot of the guys that I talk to on a daily basis was because of Muskie's Inc. You know, that's, it's just such a like huge deal when you're getting into the sport and you're trying to figure these fish out and, you know, good resources. And it's just, good people that want to share mm-hmm. and uh it's just a good plug for for muskie's inc overall so yeah so i'll still always give the shout out too for the lunge log what a huge resource of oh, information yeah. that is to 100 percent. yeah see what baits work on the bodies your bodies of water you're fishing yeah it's you can you can see all the stocking you know the catch rates and the stocking when the stopping drops the catch rates drop pretty much just like three to five years later and mm-hmm. it's like spot on and yeah it's definitely important oh yeah i just recently like realized how to because that that whole interface changed like whatever it was like a year two years ago whatever yeah i just realized like how you can go in and run specific reports on like chapter members mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And just see all the fish that Nick is catching. <laughs> Where he's catching them at, what he's catching them on. I've been yep. bad. I haven't logged in as many this year. I like forget about it and then try and log them later. And it's like, oh, it's too, too long ago. Mm-hmm. Nick held my hand for my first logging. <laughs> and I always remember it. I was going to say, come, is come here, something? Nate, sit on my lap, we'll walk you through this. Are you always going to remember? I was texting him from the boat. I was like, how do you do this? And I was like, he's like, well, let me help you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No problem. I put a nice little user guide together. Well, I could have used it. I emailed that out to people. It's, it's good. Amanda, if you want a copy of it, I'll email it to you. Heck yeah, I'll take you it. Can, <laughs> you can make your own. I sent it to Katia. Yeah. She's, she, I hope she's using it in New York. Shout out to Katia and Zach. Yeah. Yeah, uh, absolutely. That's super cool. You guys are involved in the club. So, yeah. oh yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. I highly recommend. I mean, it's, it's, you know, where your money is going, like it's all positive. You're going to learn, you're going to, you know, meet new contacts, friends have all this info and it's, it's awesome. There's so much stuff that we've found out people we've met that never would have happened otherwise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's super cool. So is your club pretty big, like pretty active? I was just kind of curious um, about that. Uh, let's see. I think the last time I looked at it was like 91 members. So we're pretty, you know, we're not huge, but we're not like, you know, tiny either. Um, do the big banquet in the spring. We have a pretty big holiday party. Um, usually get a couple guest speakers. Um, we have the St. Louis River shootout tournament that's in July and that's on the St. Louis River. So it's an interesting one. We're going to fish it next year. We're going to do our first tournament next year. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> how, how many chapters are there in uh, Minnesota? Oh, the only other one that I know for sure is Brainerd. Oh, there's quite a few. There's Grand Rapids. And oh, there's there like okay. a million. And, okay, I was yeah. sure if they had one there. Yeah. Yeah. How many for sure? Yeah. 
but that's what you know i mean oh well i guess pa has like three maybe two or three P new york yeah there's a lot down in the twin cities i'm pretty sure and yeah 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 because yes we i thought there was another one out east but that might be jersey i think there's a pa new jersey one but yeah it's interesting to see the different like micro you know communities for sure of the musky fishermen mm -hmm. yeah and i mean three they, in pa sorry they definitely you know intermix within areas you know what i mean not everybody's right just fishing around here you know we got a lot of people that are you know fish all over the place like us and mm -hmm. do you guys do uh do you travel quite a bit fishing yes We're still, we're still kind of nailing it down, you know, as far as, you know, just seasonal progression where we want to be at the beginning, you know, just each month. Um, we're kind of starting to figure that out a little more now. I mean, as you guys know, it's just all ongoing learning. You think you get something figured out and then it just falls apart and yeah. you're scratching your head. And yeah, it is always think, fun questioning when you do. every life decision that brought you to this point. And Oh, we yeah. definitely like did not start out on a small body of water. Like, Literally, the first lake we went to was like Malax. Like, Mm -hmm. After a guide trip. you know, like, like okay, we're going to Malax because we have our boat and we're going and Vermilion So. a few times. You know, we go to Vermilion a lot more. We feel better there. He caught a fifty on Vermilion on a top That's water. awesome. That was pretty cool. Yeah, it was super cool. <laughs> Yeah, so to beat that. take take me back here because I I don't want to I don't want to like go slowly through this, but I kind of want to know like you guys went all into this like you got a boat what what type of boat did you get to to get out there and fish for muskies Well, our first, that would have been our second boat that we owned. Our, our first boat, we weren't fishing muskies out of it. It was a 14-foot Alumacraft XL, just like a 20-horse tiller. That was It was an awesome little boat. But then when we got into muskies, it was, you know, uh, uh, we got this boat from around Uncle for a wedding present. It was like a Crestline, 1970 Crestliner Apollo, I think like 17-something with like, you know, an older... I think an 85 horse on it and we had to modify it quite a bit to you know have a casting platform and trolling motor and all that and so that that was interesting now we know what we want in a boat a lot more you know after because that's tough you, you don't know how you want it set up until you have it and you see i like this i don't like that kind of thing and what works what doesn't work Then we bought the Reef Prickler. That's our boat's name, the Reef Prickler. <laughs> yeah nice the Crushliner Fish Hawk. 1650 Yep. full windshield with uh 90 horse yeah. yep. that's a sweet boat i was i was literally looking at that model like really hard when i was when i was looking for boats and man that so that full windshield that's like It's very nice, yes. yes, it, yeah. We've hidden from a lot of hail, crazy rain, you know, wind. It's you're fishing when it's cold. It's really nice. I mean, the only the only downfall is you know sometimes you're smacking the windshield when you're you know setting the hook or whatnot, or you know net can get caught on stuff. But it's overall, it's it's worth it. I like it. Yep. Yeah, hiding from the hail, that's that was nice. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. <laughs> so especially if you're on big water, anything, you know. Oh yeah. Makes Yep. it way better. Gets gets a little tough sometimes, like on the big water when it gets whipped up, like we get tossed around pretty good. Um, there's been times where what we had water coming over the front at leech when Oh it yeah. whipped up or on a vermilion Yeah. when it whipped up. Some of these, like we were at Vermilion and we want, we were trying to cast cause we'd kind of figured out a little pattern there. 
and you know it was just windy 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 and it's you know not a big enough boat to you know cast in you know three footers you can but it's tough and though it calmed down it was flat calm it was like sweet we just you know put the trolling motor down you know get the casting rods out make two casts and it's like 40 mile an hour sustained winds like bigger gusts like pretty scary like you couldn't even put it in at the launch like so we kind of had to just kind of tool around and hide behind some islands try to get out of the waves and you wanted to put rods down to troll i couldn't even yeah. stand up he's like we're gonna troll it's like a cast for a troll. that's right yeah there's no way like how like can you just sit down like it's what they say those muskies right? like that ugly weather like that ugly weather you just live action on the lures <laughs> yep. that's the time to throw top water Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Put our mm-hmm. put your life jacket on. <laughs> so yeah, you... boat. It's been good though. That boat's perfect for us. Great boat because you can go on the big water, but you know, you there's some spots on the river that we can get in that are pretty damn shallow, like less a little, maybe a foot and a quarter, foot and a half, and if you know you got it trimmed up, you know you can make it through and. Yeah, that's, uh, I'm just like thinking about the progression here. Like, you know, this, this is like rapid progression into musky fishing. Like you guys are full bore. So, oh, yeah. so, so was it, okay. So let me ask this, like, was it the guide trip that got you guys fired up into this thing or did something happen to like, where you just knew like, this is, this is what we want to do. Like, we're going to do this together. Like, this is what we want to do is chase these fish. Like what? What was it? What was the trigger? I just think just just those fish are so damn cool. And we don't like things that are easy. So, like, it was just a great combination for something for us to do together. Yeah. That's frustrating. It, it, like, it, it had definitely been on the radar, you know, because when we first started fishing together in the old Luma craft, you know, we could go out and go to just about any lake and just kick butt on pike, you know, and catch some pretty nice ones. You know, we, we, we all had, you know, probably a 30 incher, you know, in that boat. So that's pretty good for around here. And, and then it started to just kind of get tough. And I was like, this is just kind of ridiculous. It shouldn't be this hard to catch pike, you know? And then when we did do the guide trip, I mean, you see all those fish and you see some that are really big and that was just game over, you know, like it's just, you see that animal, nothing else comes up to the boat like that, you know, pike, won't really do that okay all right so that 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 explains it Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. all right so fast forward a little bit so you guys when did you get the boat was that like this was this would have been about 20 we or we got it the summer of yeah like july 3rd 2019 i think yep okay all right so before the covid craze yep And, oh, so the the first time we got to musky fish out of that boat, we uh, the guy we bought it from was actually a good friend of ours. Now we keep in touch, and he actually lives on a, another lake that we found out has muskies in it that we found out later. But uh, we got to fish July third on Lake Waconia down in the Metro, the Twin Cities area. Boy, was that a shit show! It was awful, like <laughs> so bad. So the boat traffic, jet skis, you know, people partying. It was just, oh. it was crazy. Yeah, it was not good. Um, it, yeah, wave riders. I, that's what we call jet skis. Like I can't take it. Like there's, there's a few lakes we've definitely crossed off our list because it's just ridiculous. Like I'm not dealing with that. Like you gotta go like er early or late, you know, cause they're just too much traffic and there's one lake by me, my buddy and I would like sneak out before work, like be on the water by like five 30 and then pull, you know, seven 45 and go to work. 
And uh, two times in a row we were out there, like six in the morning, this ski boat comes out. We're literally like inside the no wake buoys for like the shallow end of the lake. And they're like buzzing between us and shore, like three feet of water. Yeah, (laughs) that's crazy. Just yeah, like, I've seen some jet skis pretty much like they had to have been sucking some sand in the intake. Yeah. And, you know, like we're casting at a shoreline that's maybe half a cast away. You know, it's weeds. And this pontoon boat with fishing rods comes in between us. And it's like, come on, man. So we you chucked know? his big <laughs> yeah. bait at him. I chucked and... a bait at the boat just so he knew that we could do that. You know, <laughs> he didn't come by again. So <laughs> yeah. we're so mad. Sometimes oh, it's like okay. you're literally the only two boats out there, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. let's go buzz this like, guy." You you got the room, and then this year we went out on the river for about musky opener, and we're on this narrow stretch. There's a bunch of walleye guys, and this boat's coming. Like, okay, he's still coming. Is he gonna turn? Is he gonna turn? It got to the point where I was about to tell her to jump in the water. I was gonna throw her in the water. He was so close to us at 20 some miles an hour, he hit her eight foot six boat rod that was out to the side. Wow. That's yeah. like I almost had wow. a moving propeller in my face. Like it was, yeah. I thought we were done right there. It felt like the hand of God came out and pushed the boat away at the last second. I've like, I felt like I was gonna have a, a heart attack. It was scary. It was not cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not a, not a fun day on the water. No, no. <laughs> Uh, gotta get to a walleye spot, you know. Like, yep. Oh, gotta get my limit. That's go. crazy. Did they even stop? Like, did they? Oh, they did. I I cussed them all pretty hard because I thought that they broke her rod, and you know we're losing baits and everything. And I wanted to cuss them out, and it's like I couldn't see. I couldn't see, and it's like, well, slow down then. You know, if you're driving your car and you can't see, you, you right. know. But that's just how people are, I guess. <laughs> that's I get that. Yeah, scary stuff, but. Are, are most of your guys' lakes like unlimited horsepower? Yes. I yeah. Yeah, all the all the musky lakes are, yes. There's some lakes that are like trout lakes and things like that where you're, you can have a gas motor, but you can only use the electric. Okay. But yeah, all, all the musky ones are yeah, I know, all unlimited. That's why I think we're I mean, we're fairly fortunate in that like a lot of our lakes here are, you know, 20 or 10 horsepower restricted. But you still end up with. Then you oh, just have yeah. pontoon boats that like circle you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we just, we just get like fish. random yep, yep. people that sit on points for no reason. <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to hit this point, and there's three pontoons doing nothing on this point. Nope. They're mm-hmm. not even fishing. Nope. I'm yep. also oh, fairly yeah. convinced that every pontoon boat in Pennsylvania, like never pulls an anchor up they just toss oh, the rope in the water yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. so have you guys caught a lot of anchors we're we're pretty good at that oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. I, I haven't caught one yet but i keep finding them on the on the depth finder i'm like oh yeah <laughs> send yep. a picture to somebody I'm like what's this or like that is an anchor rope stay away <laughs> there, from it. i, yeah, I okay. still to this day, I still need to figure out like what that is in Canada Lake. Yeah. I don't know if that is an anchor or if that is somebody's like sunken dock or what it is. I bet you it's an anchor. <laughs> it's a singular uh, 30 foot weed that just goes straight up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh that's the that's the one in the spring I lost <laughs> my one of my favorite miners on, by the way. Oh. So I should I probably should have said that. 
I got voted down on the, uh, I was going to start just like picking a tree in the yard and like hanging them from branches at different lengths and make it like a, like a spooky, uh, but I was told that I would look tacky. Oh, 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 awesome. So you guys are fishing. You mentioned the St. Louis river and some of these lakes, like I think all anybody that kind of gets into musky fishing knows like has heard about Malax and, you know, leech and some of these other ones, these like fabled Minnesota lakes. Cause like, that's it. That's the other thing. Like we're from Pennsylvania. So we have very limited stretches of water. Like a lot of what we're fishing is reservoirs. You know, we have, we have our finger lakes, a couple natural lakes here and there, but for the most part, it's either rivers or reservoirs and very limited, you know? So like we've, we get very, I would say intimate with our lakes here. Cause that's like, I have right now where I'm at, I have one musky lake. I, I probably am closer to the rivers, which I don't fish, but I have one musky lake probably within an hour of me, maybe an hour. And then everything else is like two plus, or I'd say between an hour and two hours, you know? So it's like Minnesota, I always hear like all these lakes, you know, Wisconsin, all these lakes, like what do you guys have a lot of options where you're at or do you have to kind of travel more west there's well so our local water we have the river depending where you put in it's what seven minutes away yeah seven minutes to 40 minutes away just what time of year where you want to fish how the wind is things like that then we have a, a reservoir island lake that's about 45 minutes away and then i think everything else is definitely like hour and a half to i mean we don't go much further than what maybe Almost four hours is about the furthest we went away. Yeah. If we go on a camping trip, things like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, there definitely is options. It all kind of just depends what part of the state, like certain places. If you're a little further west, you'd probably have a lot of, you'd have all those big lakes kind of in that hour, hour and a half, you know, instead of like two, two and a half. But that's, that's no big deal. It's, it's worth going out there. So hard for a day trip, especially in the fall, but we've definitely driven a leech like mm-hmm. in the summertime and, you know. Yeah things like that yeah and we you know we tent camp so we just find a campground and right. pull up our tent yeah. and we're just like we're usually never there and we're always just fishing and that's just mm-hmm. what we do yeah. not a bad way to spend the day no oh, it's that's... awesome the uh you guys are talking about the st louis river there do you, is that like uh or does it seem like there's like a like fish come out of lake superior and like run oh, hundred percent there's there's a cool study you guys could probably look it up it's uh i think it's called telemetry one like a umd i think grad student did it university of minnesota duluth and they had a bunch of receivers and a bunch of tags or whatever in the fish and they're following them and some fish will kind of stay in a certain part some kind of migrate up and down one went from I think at least the middle of the river to Ashland, Wisconsin and back at least once in the summer. And they don't have a lot of tags out in Lake Superior, but there must be some in Ashland because they, they, you know, had that fish, but that's to drive there. It's 70, 80 miles. So, I mean, that's a long ways. And some of the older people or people that have been fishing longer, like we had this huge flood in 2012 that like got, that just, just destroyed things just if you get bored look up the 2012 duluth flood and it's it's just crazy what it did but it kind of 
mess the river up. And some of the old timers think a lot of the fish went out into the lake because they're not getting harassed. There's a ton of food, but it's a huge area. So it's, it's pretty tough. I mean, there's a few, you know, there's some structure, you know, kind of close to us, but it's, I feel like you got to cover a lot of water, really know something. And mm -hmm. yeah, and it's, it's, it? it's a whole beast out there. Like the weather picks up so quick, <laughs> crazy fog rolls in, you know, I mean, it's, it's no joke. And the water's so cold that even in the summertime, you're not lasting very long if, you know, somewhere to happen. And yeah. I mean, even in the bay where we fish, it's, it whips up pretty quick. And we've had some pretty hairy commutes across those shipping channels. Like you got to really pay attention. Like you can't mess around out there. A lot of people won't fish the St. Louis River. There's so many deadheads. There's like floating boards everywhere. Like Yeah, you're cruising <laughs> along at 35 miles an hour and you hit a two by six or a 15 foot log and... It's, you know, they, these big snags move all the time. Um, the the sediment moves. It's it's no joke. Like it's like fishing in like darker than chocolate milk most of the time. Oh, yeah, wow. we could see once this year. We could see probably two feet, and I couldn't believe it. And the fishing was starting to get pretty good. And then, it, of course, it rained a bunch and muddied back up. But and it depends too if they have the dam open because there'll be the the dam, and as you go up, it gets rockier and rockier, and it's like the current is so crazy coming through like this channel and there's like a bridge. And it's like, sometimes even with the big motor, it's pushing you backwards. So you really like, you think you have a plan, but then like we're going up river and it's like, no, yeah. it's not happening. Like, you know, does the, does when you get into Lake Superior, does it drop right off into deep water or is, um, is it a little bit shallow, a little ways out? No, it's, it, I mean, there's like uh, this, like, we have this iconic lift bridge. It's in Canal Park, and there's like a little, like, swimming beach there. And I think it's kind of, you know, you can go out 50 yards or so, and it's probably only like 15, 20 feet of water. But mm -hmm. it, do, it does get pretty deep, though, you know. You can be in 50, 60 feet, and you could probably, you know, throw a football and hit the shore. So, and, you know, there's, I don't know where the deepest spot is on the lake, but it gets to 1,300. So, I mean... I know right. guys that fish salmon and all that out there, they'll be over pretty deep water pretty often. I was just thinking whether or not, you know, it would be shallow enough for muskies to be oh, sure. you know, mm -hmm. cruising there nearby. Yeah, I I don't see why not. A uh, guy I work with, um, he does, uh, you know, just salmon charters and they catch them every now and then, you know, not super far off ashore. So mm -hmm. there wasn't there just somebody in the paper that caught one mm -hmm. not too long ago. So they're, they're definitely there and, the walleyes go from the lake to the river, so I'm sure, you know, the muskies are, you know, following them and the other fish are doing the same thing. I think there's a little, like, blurb about uh, a bunch of, like, muskie zinc people trying to fish Lake Superior and uh, oh, yeah. time on the water. Yep. They were, like, organized a big muskie hunt for two days or something that didn't catch anything but yeah yeah, yeah it's, there's there, there's been some people in recent years that have have caught some that have been targeting them i don't know how they found the spots just because there's it's so big you know it's so big but people are doing it so and that's what like there's some people that do it here like i'm right near lake erie but they're uh very tight-lipped about it yeah yeah that's them. for sure for sure I think nope. that that too, like the whole Great Lakes thing is like super mysterious to me because, you know, these fish that are out there, like there's a chance for a real giant in any of those systems. And like, 
man, it's like a needle in a haystack. But, you know, we, we go back to like that. We have a very iconic fisherman from our area uh, by the name of Howard Wagner. And I know like Nick, you're probably up to speed on all this, that, that history, like Howard had a couple of, uh, he posed some stories and things from years back about fishing, you know, Lake Erie and, and Great Lake system. And I know there's a number of guys doing it. You know, we, we all know, um, Buffalo Harbor, we've heard some stuff up there. Mm -hmm. Um, even more recently, you know, in the last year or two, like it's just such a, that is such an, an interesting concept for, to me to go out there and try to put it together on a big body of water like that. And you've got to have like all the right tools and gear and you got to pick the right day. If you don't have a super big boat, like, I, I don't know, man, there's a lot that has to kind of fall together there. Uh, but it's interesting. Cause you every once in a while, like Nick was saying, like guys are real tight lipped about it, but you'll get like somebody, you know, is like, Oh yeah, we got one, you know, just here, or we know of somebody that got a good one just here. And it's like, uh, there has to be just absolute big fish in there. Oh, yeah. oh, Especially with the forage and oh yeah. hundred percent. Cause they have we have all those smelt come in and there's I'm pretty sure there's Cisco's out there and you know they could be eating these trout. I mean, there's there's tons of food, tons of food. Mm -hmm. And tons of room to move. And yeah, and there's not a ton of people. I mean, there's a good amount of people to fish out there, but I feel like some of the other Great Lakes, they're hitting them up a little harder for, you know, walleye and trout and everything. But yeah, there's, that's why we go to the river, even though it's tough. I mean, there's, there's for sure a chance for a giant, you know, and we've, we've caught some really nice ones out of there. So only a matter of time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what, I mean, there's so much area to hide. That's what, like mm -hmm. here, we always have a real nice, like spring pike bite. And then, they leave and you don't see them again until fall. <laughs> yep. You just don't, uh, it's, I think it's wild. It's interesting though, because we have all like every once in a while, we'll have these occasions where like some guy catches like a giant muskie on like a crappy jig and a fat head with like four line, you know, four pound test. And like, there was one a couple years ago. I don't know, Nick, I don't know if you remember how big that fish was. I don't think they ever said like the actual size, but it was, it was like right at the like very start of COVID like yeah. April of 2020. And it was, that fish had to be at least 50 inches. I mean, that was a yeah. freaking giant fish and for it to be there, like it made sense to me because what do these fish do? They come in shallow, like that time of year looking to spawn and, I don't know where that fish was caught. It would to me is like the iconic, like that is where these fish should be in the spring. Mm -hmm. And yet a lot of guys have tried it there and targeted and, you know, either they catch and don't tell or, you know, they're not there, catching. Right. There's definitely a lot of catching and not telling. I feel at, in a lot of places, probably all across the country, you know, some yeah. people like to brag, you know, and, <laughs> and some people are real tight lipped, but you know, it's happening. Check for that on the lunge lodge. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Yeah, that's the other thing too. You know, like we had, I, I'd caught some on there, and they didn't have the exact bait. But you can actually, well, yeah, you can just email them, and they'll add it. Yeah, she yeah. emailed it, you know, so I could put because I was like, I want to have the right one in there, and you know, some other people are like, oh, the people aren't even saying what they're really using, you know, but but they're muskies. You could literally give somebody the waypoint, the exact lure, the time of day. And good luck. You're most yeah. of the time you're not going to catch that fish. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was all excited this spring. I was able to get the first one logged for Latkovic lures. Oh, sweet. Yeah. And, uh, yep. but yeah, the best you can do is like a season to season trend, some, yep. you know, what to try when, but yeah, no guarantees on any, so, anything working the same twice. You were the first one to log yeah. a Jake yeah, fish. It was like April or something, April or June. A Jake fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A Jake fish. We're going to see <laughs> a lack of Lores fish. Sorry. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Go Steelers. Stillers. That's definitely cool when you can be the first to put it in the lunge log too. I agree on that for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, I was pumped. Yep, and the so, bait maker's probably pumped too. Oh, he's always pumped. We're, we're, he's always pumped. we get Jake, Jake's on a whole nother level of like excitement. Like, I honestly sometimes like wait, he won best new exhibitor at our Musky Mac show this past year. And sometimes I just feel like I want to watch it just to watch his little, his speech with the mic. Cause he walked up and the first thing he did was scream. He's like, let's go. He was super pumped up. He was so That's awesome. Up. Awesome. Yeah. We're going to Disneyland. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like that. So I want to take, I want to take a step back here again. Cause that's what I like to do. I step back and circle back around. So, <laughs> You guys like getting into this thing, like you've got the boat, like we're, I'm assuming on that guide trip, you were casting, right? So what, what is it? So what is the approach then? Like, how did you guys start? Is that what you knew you wanted to do? You were just going to cast and and try to figure this out. Cause you had mentioned going to like mill Like, was that the approach? We're just going to go chuck baits around. Yeah. We were definitely hundred percent casting for, at least that first, yeah, I mean, maybe just a little tiny bit of trolling because we didn't really have the setup or baits for it. But, yeah, just cast, 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 because that's when we saw the fish. And then we went back to that lake on our own, and I caught, like, a little one. My first one, what was it, like, 19 inches or something? <laughs> I'm trying to, you know, hold it right, put my hand in the gill plate. And it's so small, I have to just, you know, hold two, two-hand it, you know, and, you know. Yeah. And then you caught you caught some later. Yeah, you caught years later that casting as well. All of our first, both our first fish was casting. I think yeah. my first three were casting, and her first one was casting. You guys still primarily cast, or a little bit of both we, now? We, we mix it up a lot. We definitely do more trolling right now, and it's definitely just situational. Um, sometimes the way the weather is, you know, it's crazy windy and stuff. You know, sometimes you just can't cast, or it gets tough in the fall too. Things freezing up and. But it's, so it's does... a two. And two, it kind of depends what body of water we're on because some of the ones we're on, like it's just always been more of a trolling bite. It's like, well, it's going to be that this is what we're going to do. We're going to troll because this is how we've caught fish here. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it's just, it's just a different way of, it's just a tool. Like it's just a different way of fishing. Like, you know, so I can't, like people get so upset about trolling, but it's like, well, it's just a different presentation. Like, Right. you know <laughs> and honestly a lot of the bigger fish that most of the bigger fish i've seen people catch have been trolling but it's you know what, it is but to catch one casting like you know awesome too it's they're both awesome in their own right like it's right. it's a totally different thing you know it's definitely not oh just chuck a bait back and drag it around there's way more to it than that you know mm-hmm. is way it more. one rod per person in minnesota yes yeah but What's nice is when we get on the river, it's a border water, so we can run two each, 
And then I believe you can run three each if you stay on the Wisconsin side, but I don't like to press my luck that much because the line is fun. It's, it's hard like my hummingbird will show it, but I usually look at the map on the Loran, so I can't see that. And I don't want to okay. get a ticket. So, and yeah, two, two is, sorry. Yeah. Two is plenty with, you know, snagging baits on the bottom and, you know, with the current and yeah, especially, the I don't goal. know how you guys run like all those rods out there. I mean, I guess you just practice, but like, you know, we, we get enough tangles with three or four lines out, you know, or yeah, you really gotta yeah. get the baits, uh, you know your baits, how they behave, and all that. Yeah, that's I got them put all right. And... That's what took me the most time, I think, to figure. And it wasn't even be- – this was before I even bought my boat. Like, I was trolling so much with people here, and this, the standard is six rods. Like, if you have two guys on a boat, like, you're trolling six rods. So, you get three, four guys on a boat. Like, you know, we've talked about this with Bang a Bottom. Like, the most I've seen on a boat was, like, 11 rods. And Holy <laughs> – you, you really got to like know your baits you got to understand like where they're running, what they're doing. You know, like I learned pretty quick, like certain baits belong on a board because if not, they're going to, you're going to tangle the spread. And I do feel like this is crazy to me. And you guys tell me if I'm wrong here. Cause I, I very well, maybe, but I always think about like different boats and, and primarily like the beam of the boat, like you're talking the width of that spread and like, I don't know, like I get mixed kind of like when I'm having this conversation, I always get like mixed, I guess, feelings about it. But I feel like when you have a, a smaller boat, like I, my my beam, the beam of my boat's like 86 inches. And I feel like some of the bigger boats, like I get on the boat with Todd Lee party, he's got 105 or 110 inch beam on that thing. Like that to me really helps like kind of spread things out when you're talking like running more rods. I don't know, Nick, do you feel like that's, that's like a critical thing. I'd say it definitely helps, but like, I don't know. I, we started out fishing on like a Lund, like a 1982 Lund Mr. Pike, which has like a four foot beam. Mm-hmm. So like <laughs> you can get your down rods, like touching each other underneath the boat, stuff yeah. like that. But the uh, line feels like, <laughs> right? <laughs> but yeah. So like anything wider than that, it's like, Oh, so much room for activities. But yeah. uh but yeah, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it definitely makes a difference. You have more yeah. leeway. I, I would say it would because we, we fished with one of our uh our friends and a fellow chapter member and his boat's got a bigger beam on it, and it just seemed like it gave that little bit of extra room just you know makes it easier. <clears throat> a little more room to walk around in the back of the boat too and I mean, sometimes you have, you know, baits that are wandering around a little bit too, or just have a crazy action. And, you know, if you have an extra 10, 20 inches on your beam, you know, it's going to be helpful. That's one thing. I feel like uh, switching to like 10 foot out rods yeah. was a huge difference there. Yep. I've thought about that. I think we have, we got K- those chaos live bait trolling ones. I think they're eight, six, one pieces, but yeah, I would, I wouldn't mind having a little longer one. 10 That's foot's a, a little tough to fit in our boat. You know, you have to kind of run it up from the back through the windshield and kind of sit on the casting platform. But a nine foot, we can fit in there real easy. Yeah. But I yeah. keep looking. Chaos makes a two-piece 10-footer. Oh, But okay. they're, like, never in stock. It seems yeah. Like. That, that'd yeah. probably be pretty legit. I might have yeah. to look into that. I've noticed a huge difference because I still run the uh, the old school. What are those? The TRDs? TDRs. TDRs. 
I still run the TDRs and like Nate, Nate was with me the day where I, I broke. We I don't even know. I went to put the bait in the water and the rod tip was just hanging there. I was like, ah, so I had to go back to like my eight footer and just having like the nine and the eight, like the nine just is that one just foot. so much better. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Like just so much better. Like I, if I can get it done, I'm going to get two 10 foot trolling rods for my side rods. Cause that, yep. The only thing that sucks is I'm short. So when you got like somebody oh, real and efficient, yeah, like you, it's, mm-hmm. it may be not a big deal on the side rod. I guess it doesn't really matter, but I have to have them step way back, you know, to mm-hmm. get in closer to the, to the back of the boat. But like, that's kind of why I went to shorter rods for my board lines. And that has helped a lot too. Cause like I, I got some of the, the stiff offshore rods and they, those shorter rods, man, made a huge difference. Now I'm not like up on my tippy toes trying to reach a board that's like sky high. Yeah. So that stuff makes a, it does, it makes a huge difference. Oh yeah. Big time. The planer boards are definitely, those are a pain in the butt with long rods. Yeah. Yeah. Like how, (laughs) how long, how long of leaders do you guys run when you're trolling? I usually stick with like three footers, either three foot sure, or two our, foot. Okay. Yeah, I'm three. Same foot. with. Yeah. So I think we have, we've had them up to four. It just kind of depends. You know, it's, it's nice, you know, with, you know, rocks and snags and everything. We have a hundred pound test on everything. I've just had, had not had anything break with a fish on it, but I've had some lines come in like, Oh, that's kind of frayed or, you know, whatnot. And, Hundred just a piece of mine. Seems like they still get down deep enough. Maybe a few more feet out, but oh yeah, easier yeah. to get. Oh, go ahead. If there's like risky snags and stuff, uh, yeah, for sure. And then Weird. casting too. You can get the when you do get a bird's nest, it's way easier. I think with a hundred versus eighty. Mm-hmm. We've even used all the way down to uh, thirty pound a few times too. When we first started out, we had these like. Daiwa wilderness like dipsy rods like the two-piece ones with the 30 pound test on there and we just threw a musky leader on and that's what she caught this big one on back here yeah yep. oh, man, did, did the job yep. that's what i usually still work a 30 pounder into the rotation in the summer mm-hmm. just to like if you're trying to get extra deep and stuff it makes a big difference like if you're really really going for depth and I feel it's plenty strong, like casting, I'd be worried about it. Cause you know, you're all cranked down on your drag, but trolling it's usually, you know, if your drag set right, you're, you're fine. So it's oh, yeah. mine anyways. And... I love that light stuff this time of year, but I'm, I'm doing a lot of casting and like small stuff. So I go, I go way light, lighter than I probably should, <laughs> but it's been really good to me. Ryan's like- out there with a the noodle rod. Oh yeah, <laughs> dude. If yep. I could, if I could get, if I could figure out how to get my, my, uh, my Saint Croix steelhead rod like rigged up right, I would, dude. I would totally take that musky fishing because <laughs> I love that rod. It's like my favorite rod. Mm-hmm. But, I like the, I like the confidence you guys all have. It's always risky in my boat, no matter what gear I'm using. <laughs> <laughs> it, that's truth. That's truth. But you gotta <laughs> risk it for the biscuit. That's what yes. I'm saying. That's Indeed. what they say. That's Nature what he says. Dangerous. Let's keep yep. it dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> so well, that's okay. Like every fishing okay. trip we have, there's always there's always a little dangerous 
you know, Some sort of calamity. it's never really planned. I mean, sometimes I'll be like, I'm going to troll this, this line or where we're going to cast is going to be a little dangerous, but so there's always something that happens. Wildlife encounters, lightning, tornadoes, hail, snowstorm. I mean, the tornado was pretty bad. Yeah. That wasn't good. Neither was the lightning. No, no, no. It wasn't good either. <laughs> we got to, we might have to hear yeah. about this. Okay. So the, the tornado, we were doing a Malax trip. And, you know, we, we fished, we came in a little early cause it was whipping up they called for some good winds, you know, but we weren't too worried. We just came in, you know, it was a little after dark, you know, we're, we're good. We'll, you know, sit by the fire and get up in the morning. And then, you know, you could hear the wind just picking up. Sounds like a train coming. And then, you know, we're checking our phones like, Holy, there's, there's definitely like a tornado warning out of watch, you know, and it, it had actually touched down, I think within five miles of where we were at. And we had actually packed up camp and we were going to leave. But then as we looked, we were like, we're going to drive right into this thing. So we're, like, we're going to have to just go back, hunker down and hope for the best. There was like one of those twisty clouds coming down in the campground. And it was like this lady's first time camping. And she was out there like, oh, my God, I'm yeah. never going camping again. <laughs> we're all just standing there looking at it. We're like, well. Yeah, the whole campground's just kind of looking at this cloud coming, you know, spinning around and. Yep. Yeah, that was that was a little close for comfort. So. Yeah, that was good. And well, the yeah, then just this last we had, you know, we we knew there was weather coming, but like it wasn't raining yet. And we were casting in the corner of this lake and all of a sudden we see this lightning. It was not like far and this tree exploded and we're both sitting there holding our casting rods and we both stared at each other and we were just like, uh, and we just kept casting. It, it was it was one of those you know flash boom at the same time like holy cow should we be out here and there was a guy bass fishing not far away he's like that's not bad he was like i was casting or fishing a tournament with my wife she cast there's so much static in the air her lure hit the water and the line was floating in the air Jeez. the braid was still in the air and i was that's like wild. okay this guy's feels like it's all right you know because we want to be there for you know the weather change but that was that was a little close you know we kept fishing for like an hour and things got so bad and like that whole night it was like the craziest downpour like there was standing water like you couldn't even brush your teeth outside like mm -hmm. it was it was so bad nope. i don't think we slept very nope, much no campfire that night <laughs> <laughs> and you were and you were riding it out in the tent yeah, yeah. oh yeah you know. every time yeah. yep <laughs> yep Oh That's God! It, yeah, then there was the oh the Island Lake camping trip. Oh yeah, our, yep. We were fishing at Island Lake, and they have all these cool campsites on these islands. We've went to a bunch of times, no problems. You know, we we come in after dark, and then I'm like, oh, these pretty big waves here. Like we should probably go. And then you know the boat's already pushed way up on shore. Totally not happening. You know, because we we bowed up to the shore because you know I'd, you could turn it the other way, but then you're smashing the transducers and everything and. And then the waves keep coming over the back. I'm like, oh, this is great. So you turn the bill, John, and, you know, pull the batteries. Oh, put them on, you know, the rear casting deck. And if the boat would have been in any deeper water, it would have been at the bottom of the lake. I mean, half the boat had water in it. And I didn't know if it was going to start. Tackle boxes were floating. Then there was a freaking skunk on the island. So he's down there bailing out the boat. I'm throwing, a, like, sticks at this skunk who shouldn't <laughs> be there. It was, like, the worst camping trip ever, like... I lost my grandma on the bottom of the lake on like a piling and he's yep. got like this matlock stuck on one. Like it was just, 
the shittiest camping trip ever. <laughs> but we did wake up in the morning, started the boat, and finished the day out, though. So, yep. You know. Yep, we kept fishing. Yep. See, and I always... I get oh, we got to the launch. And... The net. Yep, yep. <laughs> the lady at the launch is like, "Yeah, everybody that camped, the invasive species lady, everybody that camps boat was on the bottom of the lake." And I guess one of them was fully submerged on, you know, fully covered on the bottom. And yep. So we we don't do the island camping as much anymore now. <laughs> Lesson learned. Yeah. Do they make tents that go like pop up tents like you'd put a pickup truck, but for boats? Because that would that be. Would dope. be... Yeah, that would be sweet. Just hit the like bilge, be like, boom. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I've seen Mike Keyes sleep in the front of his of his um, Skeeter before in a little tent. and That's what yeah, a couple of my cool. friends, they have, like, I think their Alumacraft had, like, the the seats that flip down on the back to make, like, an extra wide casting platform, and they would set that up to sleep on that. Yeah, that'd be awesome. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we we invested in a little bit better tent because we knew, like, you know, we're going to yep. be probably in some shitty weather. So Now, this is all for muskies. Yes. yes yeah, like, yeah. Fish to catch it, to put it back. Like, yep. Yep. Take a photo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the most expensive photo in the fishing world. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it has to yep. be. Mm -hmm. People all the time, especially if they aren't from around here, be like, you guys eat those, right? No, we don't eat those. So you're telling me you, you go fish and you take a picture and put them back? Yeah, and it's awesome. And they're just yep. dumbfounded. They don't. They can't even comprehend. Yeah, our family thinks we're pretty crazy. Our friends know they're probably not going to see us all summer. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, muskies. Yes. <laughs> yep. yep. Thanks, mm -hmm. muskies. Thanks, Gary. Yep. Thanks, Gary. <laughs> have we ever have we actually talked about I'm, I'm sure we have we've talked about gary right yeah i've heard it a little bit yeah all right that's still he's from indiana he's from indiana thanks gary what's out of gary <laughs> shout out gary like the so, town of gary indiana <laughs> yeah there's probably could you imagine having the name gary in gary indiana <laughs> Hi, I'm Gary from Gary. I'm Gary from Gary. <laughs> if your name's Gary from Gary, Indiana, stop by the Muskie Hunks booth at the Masky Max. Come sit down and talk to us. Come tell us what's in your bag. You. We want to hear from you. <laughs> so, let, let me let me ask this because I I've got like probably 15 other questions. So I keep going back here, but you guys are out there fishing now. Like, what? Talk to me a little bit about. Like you knew you wanted to cast and where I wanted to go with this before is like, what, what lure selection are we talking here? Like, how did you guys figure out like what you wanted to throw out there on the water? Cause you guys picked a cask. That's what you were going to do. You're kind of trolling off and on. What was it just, how did you figure out what you were comfortable with, you know, lore wise and, and, and gear wise overall? Well, I definitely like, I really like throwing bucktails. I fish out of the front of the boat, so I'm always fishing a lot faster. And he's always in the back, like, looking at the graphs and stuff. So um, it's great. I'm spoiled. I have the whole front of the boat to myself. Like, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, So that's nice of him to do that for me. But I'm typically, I don't know, I really like bucktails. I like crankbaits. Those are going to be, like, my top two. Um, I have a nine-foot heavy... Thorn Brothers custom predator rod, and I have a 
uh, Lexa 400 <clears throat> or a train oh, 400. Yep. You have the Lexas are our backup. Yes. That was our first reels. A couple of the Lexa 400 HD. I think it was the eight to one. And then we had some Shum or no St. Croix triumphs. She had a seven foot medium heavy and I had a seven, six medium heavy. Yeah. Just backup rods for now. And that was like the thing too. Like when we first bought our first musky rods, we bought them a lot shorter than actually we wanted. So now, you know, that's, we just upgraded our equipment, but now we have the backups. So, yeah. and then, uh, you know, I, I started out casting bucktails cause that's what we did, you know, on the guide trip. Um, my first fish was actually caught on a, like a perch colored, like shallow invader. Yeah. The one with the fork tail and, you know, I'll throw at first it was mostly bucktails crankbaits you know and like some rubber and top water things like that mm -hmm. and now i have i uh most time use the tranks 500 the power gear and i have a 10 foot uh thorn brothers stealth rod extra extra heavy or extra heavy i should say mm -hmm. okay all right i have a question amanda you said you got your grandma snagged on the bottom or on a yeah, on something? sounds real good doesn't it <laughs> yeah at first i was like what? Is it like, like her geez, actual your grandma, grandma died during? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. wow, I was lost my like grandma. grandma like... That was a terrible trip. Yeah, I was like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's the reaction everybody gives us. We're like, yeah, we were fishing. We sunk our boat. We lost our grandma. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah. Holy. really it went bad fast. Yep, she's uh, gone. <laughs> what size grandma do you like running? That was a 13. Yep. Okay. Yep. We've we haven't caught any on the 13s yet. Uh, nine inch usually is what's been yeah. working. Okay. Or that Jake. Yeah, a lot, a lot of Jake fish too. Yep. Ten inch yep. Jakes. Yep, they like those. So do you guys but, feel pretty comfortable yeah. with that then? Like, that's what that's what you guys like to throw. That's what you're doing now. I'm. We're both branching out a little bit more. I've definitely been throwing a lot more dive and rise. Some like different type rubber baits, tubes, mm -hmm. you know, jigging is starting to, you know, enter the the whole program here yeah. and there. And more glide baits. Oh yeah, glides for sure. Um, but you know, again, it just like depends like how windy it is. And like, you know, you think something's gonna work and then it doesn't work, and then pretty soon you've had like literally thrown the entire tackle box and we're looking at each other, scratching our heads, like, well, now what do you want to do? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like I yeah. saw <laughs> so you guys are in the uh uh bar fighter uh club i did i do have one yes i have haven't you... got it bit i haven't got it bit yet but i had a really really nice one four footer at least like come take a swipe at it and you know of course i wasn't paying attention as much as i should have been and you know i saw it and she saw it at least so that was cool but yeah those yeah, are the ones that had... haunt, haunt you yeah <sighs> then i got one i'm really excited for i got um is it adam with the top line baits yeah yep i got i got a jointed xl dipstick that's really sweet we were chucking that on Malax in uh kind of middle of november and that thing's gonna be awesome it's yeah owen, cool owen loves the twitch bait that he makes i think it's like a six inch twitch yeah those he makes really good lures hard yeah. to get but they're really good i've had good luck on um the angling revolution the one okay it's a really good bucktail the musky frenzies I did really good on those. This isn't you... the one she caught one she caught on, but the eight nine Indiana, Colorado. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Have you monkeyed around like swapping blades and stuff on those? We or? haven't yet. No, no. Um, you can do it pretty easy, but no, we haven't because it's just been catching fish, you know. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it's, musky it's frenzies wild. are great too. Yeah. And got a couple of the IC seven sitting here. We're excited to try those. Mm-hmm. Yep. Would you would you get the big one on behind you guys? Oh, that was on a Booker Depth Raider. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nice. Yep. Awesome. Nice. It's always yeah. interesting to me to hear like the big because like this is all regional stuff. Like right. Like we've talked about that. Like you know Minnesota. Like we're we've got a. I don't want to. I don't want to keep saying we troll a lot here, but I would say like our friend groups troll a lot here, and it's like a lot of like PA made type baits. Like then you talk to somebody in Wisconsin and it's all different. You know, you go further out, like even to Ryan out in Washington, like he's all he's all over the place with his baits and stuff. It's just it's really interesting to kind of hear how local that is, you know, like the Booker stuff. And and, and I'm assuming you guys throw a lot of musky mayhem. Oh, yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. We've caught I caught. Yeah. My second and third fish were back to back casts on a a custom that she came up a 10 nine. So that was pretty Mm -hmm. sweet. Musky mayhem and. Yeah, um, a couple blue water baits. Those have been really good. Yeah. Matlocks and headlocks are always good. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've she's caught out. She had like a 44 on the 15-inch matlock, and I think I caught like a 35 on the 15-inch matlock. So it's like they're not scared to eat that, you know. Yeah. Look at half those, as long as them. Holding those baits, it's like, oh, man, I, I don't know about this. Then they get hit. Yeah, I, it's crazy. Yeah, I don't know even know what they're eating that's that big, but they want, they're hungry for it. So <laughs> it seems no. like a plow plow type of territory. Yeah, I don't have any of those yet. I was actually just looking on this vintage musky site, and they had a bunch of like kind of oddball older colors and like some plows and per- jointed perches. And yeah, my one buddy said that they would work good. So I'm it's on the radar. Crazy. I'm crazy I'm, for perch baits. Right I'm a now. dude. I'm a huge. You guys know I like love. I run perch baits all year long. Like I'll sell my but, house for a perch bait. <laughs> <laughs> Wife included. We just had we, Nate just had a, a recent win on uh, Facebook Marketplace. Yeah, talk, and I, talk, I, I just want to say, screw whoever told me to get on Facebook to buy baits. I specifically <laughs> told you not to. You told me not to, and then I think Donnie told me to get on, and then immediately he was off. He was like, I'm quitting. Yeah. <laughs> he took like, a thing and a curse. Like like the raffles you're saying? Everything. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. Yeah. True, true. There's so many pretty colors. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's bad. I, yeah, I'm like, well, just. just that's happened. nothing. I'll what just, happened just try this. Your audio just completely lagged. Did anybody else hear that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know what happened. I just heard it. Just, Sorry. Just, just, it says I'm unstable. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most accurate thing that was said today. Sorry. Is it good now? let you know. Yeah. It's because well, I was yelling. Lucky, you know, yeah. like. I was yelling. We're all a little unstable, things. I think. <laughs> yeah. Didn't know we were going through Nate Bud's medical files. <laughs> no, right. no, no. Mark Zuckerberg heard me talking slander and said, I'll show you. Yeah. Yep. You can't block idea. me. Yeah. <laughs> so so Nate Nate won a, a very nice perch bait from, by the way, our shout out to our president. <laughs> yeah. That's my president, That's Joe my Mara. President. 
can't I can't wait. I I'm surprised you didn't have next day shipping on it for me, but you know maybe it'll maybe it'll be here tomorrow. I can't wait. I'm you guys, ask- so, do you like the straight or the jointed ones? Either one. <laughs> Yeah, all of them. I, all of them. I run the straights a lot. That's that's like my bread and butter. Like I I really like, and this is a relatively new thing for me. Probably the last three, I would say since COVID, I really kind of got into the perch baits. And man, it just it, I think it's it just like anything. You can run anything you want. You can cast whatever you want as long as you're comfortable with it and you know the bait. It's eventually going to produce for you. And it's like, yep. You just get to this point where you're so comfortable. And, you know, I had my first perch bait fish would have been actually it might have been my second or third fish. I caught a fish with a perch bait in the spring. We were in two feet of water and I had that yeah. bait three foot into the prop wash. And it's just like <laughs> dancing around in there. We got it, got it, got my first fish of the year a couple years ago. And it was like, man. If I can do that, like I can run these baits at all times and they just keep producing. Yeah, that's, that'd be a, be a sick eat that close to the boat. That's cool. Very yeah, it cool. Was, it was super cool. Usually uh, frantic trying to get the net in time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yep. yeah. <laughs> but when you're casting, they hit both sides or they just shoot up right from the bottom with a couple feet of line out. Yep. And, yeah, that's Surprise. pretty hectic too. So you you guys talked about like trolling being a tool, like just another way to fish. Like, what is your preference? Like, I guess it's dependent on, I guess, where you're fishing. But like, if you guys had to pick a lake and a way to fish, like what, what would that be for you guys? The, the lake and the way to fish. Yeah. Or, or you could just say, we're going to stick you out there with one bait. What would it be? If, I'll just I'll just say it because I mean it's a big lake. But if I, it, in a perfect world, casting on Malax I think is about the coolest way to catch them. Trolling on Malax is awesome too, but that lake is just special. Those fish are so spread out, and if you can get one casting there, that's that's just where it's at for me. Is that lake uh, mm-hmm. like rock mostly, or is it? Like a mix of sand and yeah, there's all all sorts of it. Um, like the north end. I mean, I kind of I don't really think it was the north end, but there's definitely some shallow sand. There's there's definitely a lot of rock. There's some reefs. Um, there's quite a bit of weeds, and then the east side of it, which we haven't fished as much, is definitely like I don't think there's much sand, but there's lots of like reefs, rock piles. I mean, there's a couple okay. little islands and stuff out there. It, it's pretty diverse, so you know you can whatever you want to do, you know, they're, they're a lot more spread out than they used to be. We did, we missed the heydays of, you know, the two thousands when people are just kicking butt out there, but yeah, yeah, that's crazy. We, we have, we each have one from out of there. So, I mean, I feel mm-hmm. pr- pretty, pretty blessed to, you know, to say that. So that's what I was going to say too, about the perch baits. If you're comfortable running the blue waters, they're very similar in kind of the, you know, presentation yeah yeah and uh yeah similar kind of niche in the trolling game yeah just they 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 thump real hard and yep 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 yeah and then uh, like oh my favorite i'd say like i really enjoy casting around like sunken islands like a lot of the rock stuff like 
he really likes Malax. Obviously, I love Malax too, but <laughs> I don't know. I have like a really soft spot for Vermilion. <laughs> just like just all those all those sunken reefs and all those islands. I mean, it's just every spot looks good and it's just a really interesting lake and the currents are different and just how the water flows and it's I don't know. That lake just lots of big muskies in there too. Mm-hmm. You know. So Amanda, what's your what's your bait of choice then? If you had one bait, just mm. one. That's it. You got your rod, one liter, one bait. I'm probably gonna throw my. I'm probably gonna throw the one. <laughs> I'm gonna throw that bucktail. Mm-hmm. Okay, Josh. Oh, I I'm probably throwing. It's hard. I, top, I like top water and diving rise, but I've just I've. I've hooked, I hooked in a really nice one at, uh, at Vermilion on a dive and rise. I've had so much action on the dive and rise. That's kind of where I'm leaning to at this point. And that, anyway. That'd be the bar finder. Or? Yeah. Well, now that I have that top line, it's a tough choice. Cause they're a little, they're a little different. They're run very similar depths. Cause I have the, not the mega, I have the Magnum double weighted bar fighter. And then the XL dipstick is about the same length. I feel like they can each get down about eight or so feet and they hang pretty good. So it's, it's, it's a tough choice. Cause I mean, they, they're both just a little different, you know, the bar fighter, you can kind of get to kick out and walk a little more, but the, but the uh, dipstick is just more erratic and like it's, it's the back end is always moving different than the front. So. Yeah. I would imagine the jointed ones would really be. Oh, wild. it's, it's super cool. Yeah. I, I didn't know what to think when I got it. I, it just, you know, um, I forgot who pointed it out to me. I was trying to get some off some people and they, you know, I can never get one. And then somebody messaged me, Oh yeah, there's one here. And I just, I hit the guy up and got it right away. And, you know, that's nice about the muskie community. You know, like if there's a tool that works, you know, like, like let's say in like business, somebody's knocking like, Oh, there's this sweet new, you know, software, this or that, that nobody really knows about. You should get it. It works good. You know, because they they want to keep it to themselves so they can, you know, capitalize. But in the musky fishing, here, you know, get this. This works good. I know you want one. And that's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, or if you tell somebody what you're looking for and if they don't want it for themselves, then they'll find it for you. Yes, yes. I just had that happen this week. <laughs> Uh-oh. Our good friend Charlie Mueller. And I'll, I'll, say, uh, I'll say Evan was involved in this one too, but... Everybody knows I've been looking for the old min tears and uh, you guys there. Jerry Mintier is, I would say one of the old school bait makers, like here in the state of Pennsylvania, like he did like one of the original, I don't know if you call that a pikey minnow. Yeah. Pretty much like pikey. a pikey. Yeah. Copy or. Yeah. It's like a big pikey minnow and he's, he's got a, just like everybody else that that's come up through bait making here like the guys that you know all this history that we have here like it's it's just something to me about having those old baits and i'm very like i don't want to run that stuff i josh you mentioned my case directly behind me like usually that thing would go in there i do have a i do have a mentir in there but this one i charlie uh gave me a heads up on it i was able to get it and i'm like super pumped to run that thing so yeah, that was yeah. a subtle. That's a subtle flex. It is, yep, dude. Yep. a big flex. <laughs> it's like, yep, I got, I got my second mint here. I'm like super pumped mm-hmm. about it. 
you know? Yeah, well, I'm getting a husky devil for Christmas. Yeah. I'm not telling any <laughs> secret color. We talked about that uh, about oh, there it is. Shout out to all my shout out to all my honeys throwing husky devils. I see you. <laughs> see, I'm gonna burn Nick on this. He gave you the big like. <laughs> they don't work. Nobody. Yeah, nobody they, they don't work anymore. It's one of the greatest <laughs> lures of all time. They don't work anymore. It's yeah. good. Don't throw that. That way, trash. So. <laughs> So I want to talk, I want to, I want to ask this question. You guys like out there spending time together, like you're, you're, you guys are together. You're out on the water, long days, like any stories, like couple wise here, like, like Amanda, did you ever get fired up at Josh at all on the boat? Is there anything you ever, any situations ever occur out there? Oh, well, Okay. Yeah, he almost put a sucker harness through my arm. Yep. <laughs> uh, that was a good time. I didn't even yell at it at all. I was glad I had a sweatshirt on. Like he was more or less dicking around, I feel, but he says he wasn't, but I think he was. Well, like, what had happened is we were we were, you know, troll or dragging <laughs> some suckers and it went by two really nice ones. We we're in like real shallow, clear water, and they didn't even look at it. And then just 10 feet off the side, there's like some little guy who's you know, I was like, this guy's going to eat right away. And then sure enough, he grabs it before he can do anything. His mouth was so narrow that it fit right in between both the hooks. I'm like, oh, great. Now this little guy's going to try to eat this, swallow these hooks and die. So I just set the hooks. As I'm setting it, I'm like, great. These are just going to come flying out and hit one of us. And they just get pinned right in her arm, but not not to the bar, you know, just, yep. just the hook point. And I accidentally left a top water on his seat. I thought he heard me. Yep. I was like, I'm putting this bait on your seat. And he sat down. <laughs> yeah, like, oh. got, got a top water stuck in my butt. Yeah, it was in his jeans, but it like wasn't fully in, so that was good. I heard some fabric rip, and I felt a a poke, and yeah, it wasn't wasn't good. Or, was nice. like, or sometimes it'll be like weird stuff where like you gotta grab the steering wheel. I'm turning. Well, go this way. Well, what? I can't hear you. Or it'll oh yeah. It'll just be like stuff like that. Or like, well, I was gonna use that bait. Like, no, I'm gonna use it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, screwed up my plan. Like, <laughs> yep. Yep. Do you get? Do you guys have like a his and hers tackle box for the boat? No. no, no. Every, yeah, every it's free, free. You know, free game. Anybody can use whatever. We have, we have a a tall just in case not like all the way across the back but it, you know it's 15 inches tall so you can have you know like the big rubber baits and the crank baits and all that and we have like a lake wood and then a bunch of little plano boxes mm -hmm. but yeah i mean i've like there's been quite a few valentine's days i just buy her a pink bait and <laughs> then a few times i've caught fish on that you know pink yeah. bait and yeah you know, they I like flowers that's a waste of money like yeah. buy me a musky lure like, come on this mm -hmm. is amazing that is freaking amazing. So let's talk about this for a minute. So is this like, is this like the standard? Is this a standard gift in the in the in the Mongi household now? Mongi, Mongi oh, yeah, household. Like, yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. We don't. I don't know. I don't like shopping. I hate the mall. Like I just just buy me a fishing lure or something or snowboard gear, and mm -hmm. it's pretty much that. Like we, I don't. We don't do any of that other crap. <laughs> Perfect. Mm -hmm. yeah it's 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 awesome I'm, I'm very lucky i'm definitely blessed so that's super cool 
Nate, you're all right over there. You look like you're about to fall asleep. No, I, I that Bam Bam bait fell off my thing and like stuck in my leg. I was trying to get the look <laughs> I was trying not to draw attention to it. Oh man. <laughs> Shout out to Brady for those sharp hooks. He's yeah. over there bleeding, like just yeah. pulling the. I just hope that nobody was gonna notice. I didn't. I tried not to whimper. <laughs> just dead calm, hook yeah. stuck in the leg. That is why he got so pale. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Pulls out the nip bags. <laughs> okay. oh, He's man. as white as that. What else? <laughs> Maybe putting the the boat sometimes like launching the boat of like yeah that no could... dock or like if it's a stupid rocky area or like we have, we have a good system and all that but like sometimes it just doesn't go how you want it's more so loading it up like we have a bunk trailer and i think i need to add a couple more bunks so it centers itself up a little better like i see some of the nicer like rangers and skeeters or even some of the you know the aluminum boats they have that extra set of bunks that's kind of angled in so you know it goes on there straight because if you're if you're just going a short distance, it's fine to have it on there a little crooked, but I don't want to have the weight all off kilter for a three hour drive. And yeah, um, it could be especially tough if there's like a side current when you're trying to load up. And oh yeah, there's I I actually broke a bunk one time. We were on this weird like river that kind of flows in. It's kind of like a lake, but it's just a big open part of this river, and you're like trying to go on this river channel and load at night and everything and. And then, like she said, with the, the no dock thing in the fall, that can be really interesting, trying to keep your feet dry. and mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, he's usually, like, lifting me up into the boat or, like, searching for, like, a piece of wood or something. <laughs> like... the, where we can launch, you know, even though you'd think it would freeze because it's shallower, because we can't ever find, like, a deep launch. Like, there's one on the river, but, like, at Island Lake, like, the, the launch that we can use in the fall, it's just not that good. It's all shallow, so... You're kind of getting your feet wet, you know, one of the times and give me mm -hmm. fun. Mm -hmm. But nothing too crazy, though. Like we each it's weird. We each like have a job, even with camping. Like I take care of certain things. He does it and we just do it and it's done and we go fish. And I don't know. We have a we have a really good system, actually. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. That's yeah, and we're still together, and we still musky fish. So yeah, 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 yeah. That does say something. Yes, yep. that says a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You oh, can yeah. make it through that many trips, like man. Yep. That's, yeah, yeah. Guys are doing great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're out every every day off. Um, in the morning sometimes he works afternoons. I work every other weekend, so we'll go out in the morning sometimes on the river, fish for a couple hours. But typically, like if it's a day off, we're we're out there so all we do all we do but but i love it i wouldn't have it any other way you know and even if you have a rough trip we're in the car thinking about what we could have done different or you know lake choice this this or that and it's like all i want to do is get right back out there like we had we had a nine day trip and everybody else caught fish multiple fish like i didn't even have any action you know i was i was definitely frustrated but on the ride home I just want to get back out. Like I would go, I would do another nine days, like right now, you know, because right. that's just, I feel at home on the water. It's like, I'm pretty good at it and it's just fun to figure it out. Mm -hmm. Just the whole experience, you know, like the car rides are fun. You stop at weird gas stations mm -hmm. and, you know, in the Leech Lake area around a full moon can get pretty interesting. <laughs> People spinning around with no shoes on in the middle of the road, the highway and, you know, like, yeah. yeah. All sorts of stuff. Weather, like, it's, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. always an adventure. 
Oh, raccoons. Oh, yeah, raccoons. We've had raccoons try to strong arm us out of our tent, pushing on the side, growling. He stole our bucktail. Like... Yeah, he climbed in the boat, unzipped, like, a, you know, one of those soft side things with the Plano boxes, pulled out a box, flipped it open, rummaged through it, chose a bucktail they liked, and ran off with it. Yeah, we found it down, like, the road, because we were in a state park. Found it down the road, and we are sitting in our tent watching this. And he's like in his boxers and he has like a machete and he's like, well, what am I going to do? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Let's throw something <laughs> at it. Like Kicking the dog food bowl like, at it. You know, we got our, and there's multiple raccoons, you know, so like our dog could, or, or at the time our dog could have maybe handled one, but not like three or four, you know, and. A gang yeah, of raccoons crazy. stealing baits. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't believe it, but you know. And but that's in the tent camping in this park. If you literally go a hundred yards and stay where the power is, they don't bother you. It's so weird. <laughs> yeah. that's a, somewhat related. My one buddy up in Canada, like it was like during the summer, had his truck left the windows down overnight and oh. must have had food in there or something. Oh, and a bear Man. went in the truck through the window. And he had a bucktail sitting on the seat, and it must have got stuck in the bear and was gone. <laughs> oh God! Oh my gosh! <laughs> I, you can't eat, like you can't make that stuff up. <laughs> it's, just, it's just normal everyday Canada stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. You you, you know, guys ever venture into Canada? We have not. I've been. You know, we used to do those family uh, camping trips at Gunfoot Lake, and you know, we used to go across into Canada. Um, when I was really little, a, a friend from school, his parents had, I think it was on Rainy Lake. They had like a cabin. We were there for a little bit. We've never musky fished there though. Mm -hmm. It's definitely on the radar though. Mm -hmm. I need to get up to Canada to do some musky fishing. Yeah. See, we have, you can fish, you know, we're, I think four hours from where you could launch onto Lake of the Woods, but you're just in that big bottom open bay part by a war road and everything. Okay. So I think it'd be probably a 30 mile run until you're actually getting out to where it starts to be, you know, more islands and everything that Northwest angle part. So we'd probably want to drive in and go there or do the whole Eagle thing, but mm -hmm. it's, it's on the list. I def I see people go every year and I'm, you know, I really want to do it. I just haven't made it happen yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Lake of the Woods looks so crazy. Oh yeah, it's I insane. Like, I feel like you spend but, like a month there and never, never fish the same spot twice. Oh, for sure, hundred percent. Yep. Yeah, we just we don't we just have reservoirs. <laughs> yeah, just, like, yeah. <laughs> hit the same freaking spots every time I go out. Like, yeah. look how this is a nice two hundred and fifty mm -hmm. acre reservoir. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe that 32 inch fish will eat here today <laughs> maybe see our our local reservoirs about 10,000 acres <laughs> so it's like it's, our biggest lake in the state yeah oh sure sure yep yes yeah, yeah we we don't have like a shortage of places to go so it's always like you know, we'll either change our mind at the last minute. No, we're going to go here this week. Nope, actually, no, we're going to go here. A lot of it is weather dependent, too. Yep. Like, change your plans at the last minute or... That's a good problem to have. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. In some yeah, places... Awesome. Oh, go ahead. 
No, you're good. I was just going to say, some places, you know, if you have reservations, you know, you end up going there and just toughing it out with, you know, the either weather's good or bad. But, but yeah, like she said, you know, weather a lot of times we'll have an idea. You know, you feel like an old person just watching the weather channel all the time, you know, like what's, what's it going to be? Is <laughs> the pressure's dropping? You know, <laughs> that's the, that's the life of a musky fisherman. Just weather, oh, 100%, channel, yep. weather apps. Yep. Moon phase oh, yeah. apps. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. I want to, I want to ask this cause we're, we're, uh, we still got some time left, but Amanda, you talked about being involved in Muskie's Inc. We kind of talked about yeah. some of that and you had, before we started here, you were talking about some interesting things you were involved with. Can we just, can we spend a couple minutes on that? Like you had met, yeah. I wrote down, I don't know why I wrote this down. I wrote down board sexing sturgeon. <laughs> I don't know yeah. why I wrote that down. I was actually in a band named that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Uh, Sorry. But yeah, it was it was really cool. So like we work really closely with the Minnesota and Wisconsin DNR since it's border water um with the river especially. And um Wisconsin needed some volunteers for their live netting in the spring. Um so they asked and I got one of the days and it was pretty awesome. So we went out in like a little John boat thing and it was, had like a fresh tank of water and we went and pulled these live nets and we were, um, sexing and tagging sturgeon and muskie. We were measuring and like counting, was it crappie and perch? And then also just counting all of the other ones. So there was me and the young guy, we were pulling the nets like scooping out all these fish like there was like fish flying everywhere it was awesome so you scoop them into the tank and you're counting them and we had sturgeon that were like 50 55 plus inches that we were dealing with um like 50 mus you know 50 inch muskies i think we had like eight muskies the day i went and like maybe like six sturgeon and then the one net there was like 100 some crappies so it like took forever to measure all those but it was like a full like eight hour day shift. Like there was no rest. It was, thank God I go to the gym because it was very physical, but it was so cool. And just be able to like pick those guys brains and like learn the river better, see how the river is doing. Um, yeah, that was really fun. Yeah, that'd be super cool. And yeah. it's literally everything, any kind of species all in there. Yeah, they were. There was like red drums, like is as like big as my leg, and there were you know those big red horse suckers and those drums and big huge catfish and like freak looking pike and just it was really cool to see what ended up in what net and like what parts of the river there was yeah that's awesome you know, more fish and what's a freak looking pike? <laughs> it was like <laughs> well, thing was like huge. It was like it was like. 40 it was like a 40 plus inch pike and it had like this big head on it but like it was like a pencil pike it was like skinny oh right. <laughs> just looked freaky yeah okay wow. yeah and then kind of on that side note another thing that we got this year so i was reading this blog or this blog like i think musky first and they're talking about the readers yeah yeah yep mm -hmm. and you can get these readers like this one is a animal id pt160 
I got it on Amazon for 30 bucks. And now when we catch fish, we can read tags, send it into the DNR and get the info. Okay. And it's really cool. Cause then you can see if you're getting natural fish, cause all the ones at least that we, that we stock in the river are tagged. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool. You know, when I caught that big one that I caught this year, he was, he sent me like the picture of where the nets were that it was caught in and all the info. And that was really cool. So now that's another thing we do is check for, you know, a tag every time. And yeah, and I le- learned that process and I got to help with the tagging and yeah, I just, I learned a lot about just like fish in general and just the river and it was cool. I would definitely do it again. That's really cool. So like so when awesome. you read those tags, it just gives you a number or something, right? Yep. yep. And yeah, then you, you, used, send... you used to be able to, if you have like the DNR grade one, which are pretty, I mean, they're expensive. They're like 600 bucks, but that'll give you, I think, a 10 digit code. And this one is either, I think it's a 15 digit code. And you just call the Minnesota DNR or call the Wisconsin. They'll tell you if it's theirs. And if it isn't, then you just call, you know, the other state and, then they get back to you with the info and it's pretty cool. And they're, they're all stoked about it too. So. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Yep. yeah I think, awesome. I think Ryan does something like that in uh, Utah as well. Yep. Or uh, yep. Washington, wherever, yep. wherever he is. Yeah. He's doing both. Out west. Yeah, out, out west. <laughs> Down there, upper, upper, upper Washington. In the west. Upper <laughs> in the west. Let's, I want to talk about this real quick. You mentioned big fish. So. First question, Amanda, what is the biggest muskie you've caught to date? 54 inches. That's Patricia. I name all my fish. Nice. <laughs> nice. So that's Patricia. She came from Mille Lacs. I actually had surgery the day before I caught her. And I told Josh, I said, okay, well, I have to sit at home. I don't want to sit at home because this is going to just suck. I might as well be miserable on the boat. And I actually had a lifting weight restriction and he actually just had shoulder surgery and was recovering from that. <laughs> so that fish was like over both of our weight restriction limits. So that was interesting. And I was still like, you know, still hopped up on anesthesia the next day, but I wanted to go fishing mm-hmm. and I caught this 54 inch muskie. <laughs> it was awesome. That's crazy. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it was pretty, I was really happy to put the net under that one. I, I was sweating. I was nervous when I saw her come up to the top. And... He's like, just hang on to it. And I was like yeah. giggling the whole time because like the rod was like so bent. And I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I should be holding on to this fish. He's like, just reel it in. And it was like just chaos. And we we're yelling at each other. And nope. There was a family nearby, you know, and he, he, with the kids. And he was like, can I, can I come over and look? Because we're just making a big scene. And we got this video pulling out of the water. And you can hear one of them go, oh, my God. Like, it was awesome. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That is super cool. Yeah. It is a so, big fish. Yeah. So I won the... 2021 the muskies inc the women's so that's how i just release yep yep that's awesome so that's how i got the replica oh really yeah that's cool that is sweet no Mm -hmm. see there ryan they just need to catch a bigger fish they don't do those for subs yeah they don't do (laughs) i like myself what did i tell you what did i tell you guys (laughs) last night big fish or icky (laughs) So, <laughs> so what can i can i ask you what was that fish caught on 
That was on the Depth Raider. Oh, there's a Death okay. Raider. Okay, we talked yep. about yep, that. Yep, yep, yep. And we were trolling because there was I was not casting. Like, it was mm -hmm. not happening. Yeah, I, so. I couldn't cast at that point really either except the rotator cuff surgery. So that was kind of the all you can do. But it's nice, like I said, if you're just a caster and something like that happens, you're done, you know. But, right. you know, as yeah. long as you have one hand that works and you yep. can hold the rod, you can you control, you know. So for the most part, anyways. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. That's awesome. <laughs> That is super cool. All right, Josh, what, what's your biggest fish? Mine was uh, 50 and a quarter this year, which beat my previous PB from, was it the year? Yeah, the year before was 50. And I was, um, the 50 incher was on a top water. And then the this one was uh, on a blue water bait weed whacker trolling. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, that's a, man. It's a heck of a, those are three yeah, big fish, man. Oh yeah. It was, we're super stoked. Like I, I didn't think it would ever happen. I mean, I kind of got lucky. Like, what was it? Our second year. Yeah. You caught I, that. I, big caught, one out of I caught, I caught the, like the rarest muskie ever, the 49 and change, you know? So I was like, Oh, I was, I was beyond stoked, but I was like, I'll probably never get there, you know? Cause I, I was going backwards in size for a couple seasons and, Mm -hmm. you know caught some really nice like mid 40s yeah like we've i don't know i'm pretty proud of us we've caught some really really nice fish combined and we're starting to see a lot more really healthy young ones in multiple bodies of water we're stocking or natural reproduction is working you know full bellies like even even in june so that's great to see too yeah yeah definitely and, and i've heard that i've heard that from others too so like that's awesome you know everyone wants to catch a big fish but the little ones you, if they're not there you're not going to have a future so yeah. you know they're all they're all special you know mm -hmm. you, uh, a, an 18 inch is super hard it's harder to catch than any other species of fish in my opinion you know so you know i i awesome. absolutely love the, i love the fire and the passion and the love for these fish because you know like and that's why i i love with this podcast i love being able to like bring people on that you wouldn't like normally hear from on other podcasts right like like we're all doing this for fun you know we're you guys might get out on the water a lot more than i do but like i consider myself a weekend warrior like nate you consider yourself a weekend warrior correct correct <laughs> you know, nick same deal like you're you know especially with kids and stuff things slow down and it's like to say i'm more like a monthly warrior now yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly but you know like to, to to hear the fire and the passion and the love for these fish and you guys are out there doing this because you want to do it you want to chase these fish you spend time together like that is super super cool so yeah congrats on those fish man that's awesome yeah. thank you that's thank awesome. you heck yeah and thank mm -hmm. you guys Definitely. for coming on. Oh, thanks yeah. for having us. Yeah, it's been really fun. Nice. I've been, you know, listening to all the episodes from right away, you know. And mm -hmm. yeah, like like you said, you just you talk to all sorts of different people. Some of the other podcasts that kind of cycle through the same people. And you know, it's cool to hear what everybody, you know, everybody has something to say, but you know, I like hearing stuff from people that you're not gonna hear, or people that fish in different areas, especially too, you know. Mm -hmm. Before I started, you know, listening to you guys talking, you guys, I had no idea about anything no stories no nothing from your part of the you know country so it's definitely cool yeah i gotta definitely ask a, definitely a humbling sport though like we like humbling sports and 
you you zero to hero real quick and then you're back to zero for like two months like <laughs> <laughs> Muskies giveth and they take they it. Take it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 100%. 100%. I, I got like three more questions. Okay. This All is right. going to be my standard. So, what is the boat snack of choice? <laughs> I knew you were going to ask that. Yeah. 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 Mm, those Kodiak um, granola Ooh. bite things. I have to look at what the package says. Or, um, <laughs> yeah, these Kodiak, oh, bear, Kodiak bites. bear bites. Bits of real bear in them. Yeah, oh yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> yeah. So you know or it's good. Those those are pistachios. That's probably Ooh, pistachios like, are a good one. Yeah. Or like that nut mix we have with like all that dried fruit in there. And yeah. Stuff. Like protein's a must, especially when you're casting all day. You know, electrolytes. Electrolytes, those are that's a game changer. When we started having electrolytes in the boat, like multiple servings. Mm-hmm. Those super hot days. I mean, even trolling, getting just getting your butt kicked by 80, 90 degree sun, and those electrolytes are save the day time and time again. Nate's getting his electrolytes in right now. Yeah. <laughs> Some iron. Nice. What are you drinking over there? Are you drinking Iron City? <laughs> it's a it's a beverage called Icy Light. I don't know if you guys ever heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm into light. I'm into the light gear too. <laughs> The neat fact about Icy Light is that it's just they just dip the cans into the Ohio River. Yeah, yeah right just there. just like they dipped uh, Achilles into the River Styx. Same thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> all right, all right. Next question: What is the footwear of choice? Mm. It's in the summer. I usually fish barefoot. I know it's not smart to do, but typically I'm barefoot, um, or it's like like hiking boots. Um, in the, you know, late fall, we're definitely like in like winter boots or insulated boots for sure. Yeah. Same for me, summertime, you know, I'll, I'll wear flip-flops, you know, in the truck or, you know, when I'm launching the boat, but I'm barefoot most of the time, just mm -hmm. easier to run the trolling motor. And for whatever weird reason, it's more comfortable that way. And mm -hmm. yeah. And then same deal as it goes on, you know, some kind of like work boots and then heavy duty insulated ones for November and mm -hmm. Okay, I was just curious. We got a lot of we got a lot of Croc listeners. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I can't do those things. I, I don't know. That's just me. <laughs> I refuse to wear Crocs. I I do have. I shouldn't say this. I do have a pair of Croc slides that I do enjoy, but they're slides. Believe that. Yeah, they're slides. I got to roll with the slides, but. All right. Well, I got I got a question. Since Owen's not here, what's your favorite epoxy? <laughs> <laughs> oh geez yeah <laughs> i don't know that's all right no no that's funny no that's funny that you said that I, I i don't i don't make a ton of stuff with baits but i definitely use some gorilla glue to you know seal some seal up some bad hook rash and so that's the first uh gorilla glue epoxy answer there you go yep. i think so yep. yep yep always remember the first oh actually yeah th that that saved the day we were actually had some my rod tip on my 10 footer the tip top came off it didn't break the rod but just you know the glue came undone and the camp host had some gorilla glue that you actually activated with water and that saved the trip so there you go. we're good mm -hmm. this stuff's good for first aid for mending lures for rod tips everything does yep, it all. Yep. does it all that's the quick trip quick tip <laughs> yeah they don't have quick trip 
it's all good. That's a Midwestern thing. <laughs> I, I see, like, you guys mentioned keys. Like, keys is, we all watch keys. Like, and it's mm-hmm. the quick trip stuff. It cracks me up every time. Cause yeah. I, oh, yeah. I, I've tried to do, like, I tried to do a spinoff of that for our, our ours is I, I prefer sheets. That's what it's called here. Sheets. When I go into the when I go into the Midwest, I'm more of a Casey's kind of guy. Just yeah, saying. Casey's is good. Mm-hmm. Yep. When we go out west, we go to a lot of Casey's for sure. You know? I walked into a quick trip one time, like fully soaked from the waist down, no shoes on. They they welcome me. Open up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. I was like pheasant hunting. And... You... Oh, I thought you were lore shopping. No, it was like a <laughs> like this like seemingly dry stream bed, and then all of a sudden, it just stepped in what I thought was just like a little shallow puddle, but it was not. Yeah, I didn't yep. touch bottom. Went like fully full leg in. I feel like this is a theme with you. You're like you the other day. You were like, yeah, just fell in a creek and rolled and yeah, what good to go. (laughs) Yeah. All right, well, trucking. Keep keep trucking. What I got one more. This might be a really sappy one. I'm sorry. All right. What what? Okay, actually, it's two questions. I'm sorry. First question: What is your favorite musky moment? Well, mine was putting the net under that big one for her. Oh yeah, Patricia for sure. My, my wife probably Patricia. depended on it. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. That was like, yep, that was a good day. If I would have fudged the net job on that, though, oh, I would, I, would have, I probably would have jumped in the lake on my own accord. You know, ruined. You'd have been down. Yep. You'd have been in yep. big time trouble. Yep. So what? A close second though would be ending a big skunk streak, because I the last. Actually, the last three seasons, I've definitely had some, you know, like multi-month, you know, you catch one right away and then just struggle and struggle and, you know, lose some. And mm-hmm. like this year, I, yeah, I had that long streak. Like I lost probably even bigger than my PB right at the boat. You know, no, none, not anybody's fault. It just, it just wasn't happening. I lost a really big one out West casting on a top water and. You know, but that skunk breaker, like even if it's just a small one, is just that's that's pretty pretty close second right there. Or like you know, if you're on like a longer trip, like that June trip we took, like it was literally like between the last hour we were about ready to leave. I just wanted to catch a damn fish for my birthday, and I finally caught one casting. And I like the fish is gonna make me cry. It's gonna be a musky. I was like bawling my eyes out, and in the yeah. boat, he's like, "What's wrong with you?" And I'm like, oh, "I caught one." And he's just like, "Well, yeah." I'm I was like, "It was, was a nice one." I was like, "It's your PB casting." She's like, "I caught one, a, a nice one on my own rod." Like, <laughs> I'm like just bawling my eyes out, and it's raining. Yeah. He's like patting me on the back. He's like, "It's in the net." Like you're yeah, you got it. Got like, it. But I caught a fish. Like just like stuff like that. Like. It's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> That is super cool. All right. I keep extending with my questions, but for you guys, for you guys being involved in this, you know, over the last since 2018, whatever that time frame was, what, what would you guys say? Like for somebody that's trying to get into the sport that wants to do this, wants to go catch muskies. Like what is your one piece of advice for a beginner? Oh, that's there's, there's, there's so much. Yeah. Are you saying like, asking like what what we would do different looking back or just like general advice period or both or 
Friggin' both. Like, Let's do both. Okay, okay yeah, yeah. Because that's I, I feel that's, you know, pretty important. I would say, like, number one on my list is, like, learn how to handle these fish, learn how to deal with these fish, and, like, do it right. Like, pra practice with, you know, some bigger pike, you know, walleyes, anything that's big enough, you know, where you can pick them up the proper way, handle them, you know, just... Mm -hmm. Like, do the whole hold your breath kind of thing, you know, as you're taking them out of the water, measuring, take your picture, put them back. Mm -hmm. um, practice cutting some hooks, you know, remove removing hooks, you know, with, and don't be afraid to cut hooks. I think a lot of people are, oh, I don't want to cut hooks. Like, if you can't get it out right away, just cut, just cut the hooks, you know. Hooks are cheap, muskies aren't, and. Mm -hmm. Definitely, like, you know, making sure, like, you know, are you going to be able to do this? Like, do you have the support to do this? Like, is this going to ruin your marriage? Like, <laughs> that's a thing. Like, if you don't you know. have somebody that you can go out fishing with, like I've, we've known people that it's not worked out because they musky fish. Oh like, yeah. Yep. You know, that's like a... it's, it's, it's a whole different ball game. It's, you're not just. Cause rarely you going for an hour or two. I'll go out when I can go out for an hour or two, but if I can, I want to be out there as long as I possibly can. And, you know, most of us want to do that when we can. I, that's, that is something I don't think many people talk about that, you know, the strain mm -hmm. on relationships. And yeah. Yeah, I go back to the, uh, the, the Halloween memes that people make like for musky fishermen, you know, this outfit comes with, and it's like all the stuff you hear. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. So <laughs> as far as for me on what i would do different is i think a lot of people are overthinking it too much you know like you get so hung up on like all the fine little details because if you know the whole time on the water thing if you're out there if you're fishing obviously if there's no muskies there you're not going to catch them but you just go out and fish mm -hmm. and keep fishing you know just put your head down you know keep casting keep trolling what whatever you're doing it is it is going to happen you know, I, when we first started, I got too worried, you know, listening to podcasts, reading magazines, just all the finer details, you know, um, mm -hmm. like, you know, moon phase and all that is super important. But, you know, the best time to fish is when you can go fish. Mm -hmm. And we've caught a lot of fish and, you know, some of our biggest ones, not on moon phase, not, you know, great weather kind of deal. Mm -hmm. And then just as far as like tip giving somebody starting out you know, have all, have the release gear, you know, for sure the net, the Nipex, you know, multiple uh, pliers, different lengths. And, you know, just the, the map homework is important. I didn't really do that as much, you know, but now that I study maps a lot more, I feel like that that's super helpful. Like have, just have some kind of plan and have like a plan B and a C. Cause mm -hmm. as you guys know, a lot of times you go out and you're like, this is going to happen. It's perfect. And then it just falls apart. If you don't have a backup plan, you're just kind of, you know, with your butt in the breeze and not happening kind of deal. I think like also paying attention to like what nature is telling you. For sure. You know what I mean? Like, are there birds feeding over here? Like people get so sucked into their electronics, but like, are you paying attention to like what the lake is telling you? Like, you know, on the way to go fishing, like I'm pretty sure you guys talked about this with Katia, like. Are the cows eating? Are they laying down? Like, you know, is there wildlife? Uh, like, it's the same thing. Like, what's yeah. the moon doing? Where are the planets? Like, it's all a thing. Yeah, yeah I, I'm glad you brought that up. Look up from your screen. Look at the lake. 
because I don't know how many times we've we've seen one surface, we've seen a fin, and then we've caught a couple of those. And if you'd be staring at your screen, you're not going to see that. And mm -hmm. nowadays, especially, it's so screen heavy. I mean, the, the info is really important, but, you know, those old timers, they didn't even have GPS, none of that. They're, you know, dropping a, a weight and, you know, marking weed lines like that and, you know, mm -hmm. manual, analog. <laughs> analog, exactly. Yeah. My yeah. last fish of the year was on birds eating bait. Just yep, saying. Yep. That's awesome. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Super cool. My last question for you guys, what does it mean for you guys to be able to do this thing together? You know, what is that like for other people out there that, you know, maybe like I want to take my wife musky fishing. Like it's, it's not always easy to do it. You know, you guys are in a rhythm, you're in a routine. Like, what does that mean for you guys to be able to spend that time together chasing these fish? Well, it's super important. It's everything, you know, just of utmost importance, you know, yep. like it's, we like, we both like to do it. It's something we can do together. You know, there's, you know, you have your, your little, little issues here and there, but like it, it makes you stronger as a couple, I think, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? It's, there's so many people that aren't, that have a partner or some people don't even have friends that want to, you know, fish with them. And that's, that's really hard. You know, it's fun to go fish by yourself, but have somebody else, especially, you know, your significant other to, to go out with is just, it's just awesome. And just like, even not even just catching fish is like, you know, the whole like camping thing and just like, you know, exploring your state and just staying in different places and just being gone for a while. Like, you know, we don't have kids and we don't plan on having them so we can do it. It's easy for us. We just go. All right, Nick, Nate, you guys have anything else for the mongies? So. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, you ended on a nice note. I was going to ask if you ever refer to Patricia's fat pat. <laughs> <laughs> she, she is a heavy girl. Yeah. yeah. That's a, yep. yeah. Affectionate. That's an even better name yeah. almost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She was right. a chunky girl and she was a June fish. Like, yep. Heavy June. She's yeah. got all the, all the rhymes. Patty the fatty. Yeah, yeah. 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 Question <laughs> answered. Thank you. <laughs> Is there anything you guys want to talk about in in particular? Oh, I don't know. I feel like not off the top of my head. No. Yeah. Yeah, we just we just like fishing. <laughs> so where we feel at home and just enjoy everything about it, even the struggle, and mm -hmm. it's just it's just great. That's awesome. I'm yeah, just impressed with the uh, the husband wife fishing and camping. I feel like I would be murdered if I if I tried to pull that up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't yeah, be grandma yeah, lost on the lake, it'd be me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Poor grandma, yeah. Sunken boats, lost grandmas. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. We have a lot of pretty interesting memories. And just like sometimes on our ride home, we look at each other, we're like, holy cow, like, well, we made it back alive. Like, <laughs> you know, like yeah. survived another trip. <laughs> That's super That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Well, we certainly appreciate you guys giving us some time here to talk muskies yeah. tonight. Kind of get get a little backstory on you guys and how you're out there doing it. It was super cool, so we really appreciate that. Yeah, oh, you're welcome. You Thanks. We're we're honored to be on. So yeah, that was really cool. Us. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, man, absolutely. We appreciate the support for the podcast too. So, oh, for sure, for definitely. That. Yeah, keep doing what you do. I I love it. It's awesome. Awesome, man. Thank you. All right, guys. Nick, Nate, you guys have anything else? 
No, sir. We never mm -hmm. saw a Swanky. Not once. Keep on fishing. <laughs> Another Donnie sw stink. Another Donnie stink idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you guys very much. Right, You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. All right. See you guys. All right. See you later. I had to shake him on my last case. Big O don't play.